This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material going back to 2008, subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. You'll receive your login immediately. Do you want proof that we will survive physical death? Do you want evidence that our deceased loved ones are still with us? And how you can ease the incredible pain caused by grief? Do you want to learn what science and medicine now believe about life after death? Do you want to know how to be courageous in our lives and have new results? Tonight's special guest is Sandra Champlain, and she will help us truly understand creation and the nature of life. Right now on Veritas. Sandra Champlain is a top graduate of the Culinary Institute of America. She owns the Kent Coffee and Chocolate Company in Connecticut and travels with world-class race car teams, providing hospitality in the American Le Mans and Grand Am series. However, her fear of dying and skepticism led her on a 15-year journey to discover the undeniable proof of life after death and the reason we experience grief. After the death of her father, she created How to Survive Grief, a free audio that was quickly heard by thousands worldwide. 
Armed with this powerful information that has reduced pain and saved lives, she realized a book must be written. In January 2013, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death, was published. It has become a number one bestseller in the United States and Canada, and it has been rated one of the top grief and motivational books on Amazon. And to learn more about Sandra Champlain and buy the book, visit sandrachamplain.com or wedontdiebook.com, which are also linked at our website. And directly from somewhere in Massachusetts, I'm privileged to welcome Sandra Champlain to Veritas. Hello, Sandra, and welcome. Hello, Mel. That is very sweet. Somewhere in Massachusetts, in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> That's right. So I'm glad that you have not uh, lost electricity yet. Me too. I'm in a nice warm place. So thank you for letting me be a part of your show today. My pleasure. We don't die. This is this is one of those topics that a lot of people can't get enough of. They write to me all the time asking me to discuss more life after death topics. We don't die as skeptics. Discovery of Life After Death. That's a very powerful title because Uh the word skeptic, because I've always been a skeptic. There's nothing wrong by being a skeptic. It's it's the filter to accept reality. On this show, we don't want to believe. We want to know. First of all, let's talk about your, your history, your story. What led you to discuss this? Yeah, it's interesting because when you read my bio, I'm thinking, what is a chef doing? who owns a chocolate shop, even talking about life after death. And the important thing I think for everybody to know is I'm just a regular person. I'm a person who had fears, just tremendous fears. I had lost um, some relatives. I had lost some pets. And, you know, life goes by. And I think we all have moments, Mel, that we our life might not be going great. We look at the stars. And then it's like our humanity comes in. You know, who am I? What is my life for? What happens after I, I die? I mean, these are questions I asked myself. And for some reason, it appeared to within my being as this incredible fear of dying, just overwhelming. And so that led me very secretly on a journey to find out if I, Sandra Champlain, can come up with any evidence just to rest my own fears. And there's a real good reason for my subtitle being a skeptic's discovery of life after death. Because if you knew me 15 years ago, first of all, I'd be the, (laughs) I wouldn't be someone listening to your show, I'm embarrassed to say, because I was so adamant that there was no life after death, that people who even talked about it or talked about ghosts or talked about spirits or talked about psychic abilities, um, people that went to a medium, that these people were all crazy and I wasn't going to know any of them. So for me to be the one on this journey, I think I'm the perfect person to write this book because out of my findings, I calmed my fears of dying. I know I'm not ask, answering your question directly as answer, uh, you asked me, but I just I think it's important to know that I that I am very human, and it was fear that got me on my journey. That's okay. Ten years ago, I would not be listening to this show either, <laughs> <laughs> even with me and the microphone. And this oh, is funny. the interesting part. We have uh, similar backgrounds. We were discussing this before. Take me back to a time when you probably experienced life after death yourself. You had a, a situation when you were a youngster, didn't you? That I uh, experienced life after death. Well, a near-death experience. 
Um, I myself, I know oh, you've read Oh, wait my a second. It's probably the introduction. It was Dr. Siegel, probably. Oh, yes, it was Dr. Siegel. I, yeah, yeah, I have the great and wondrous Dr. Bernie Siegel who wrote my foreword. And I know we have a little time on this interview. And if I can just share one of the miracles, and I, I think. Um, Please do. One of the amazing things is I think when we kind of get tapped into this fact that we don't die, that we are these creatures here on earth that are so much more powerful than we know, and we start getting in tune with who we are and, and, and following our beliefs and our passions, like miracles show up. So it was a complete miracle when I met a publisher and for the very first time I had the courage to speak about, you know, that I wanted to write this book and in the journey, this publisher said to me, you need someone to write the foreword and you need it, it to be a, someone very well known, famous. And I'm thinking, I don't know anyone famous. I know race car drivers because you know my job is a chef, but not in this field. And so out of all the people that are authors and famous out in the world, the publisher says, I keep hearing the name Bernie Siegel, Dr. Bernie Siegel in my brain. And he said, do you know who that is? And you know, my eyes just lit up. 30 years ago, uh, my dad had been diagnosed with cancer and he had been given three months to live. And he started working with Dr. Bernie Siegel in Connecticut. Dr. Bernie was one of the very first who did the kind of mind over body healing. I mean, he, yes, he wasn't a surgeon and oncologist, but he also believed in the power of our thoughts and our beliefs uh, healing our bodies. And my dad, he went into remission. In fact, better than remission, the cancer mysteriously disappeared from his body. And my dad lived another 30 years and credited Dr. Bernie Siegel for his being on planet Earth for those 30 years. My dad was very religious. He went to church every day. And of course, you know, we hear about Jesus every day from a man that attends church every day. But even more than we heard Jesus's name, Mel, my dad would talk about Dr. Bernie Siegel. So from my publisher's mouth to say this name, and now me myself, I'd only heard stories of the great Bernie Siegel. Um, but I sent an email. I, you know, how does one reach someone famous? And I found his website and um, there's a button that says contact Dr. Bernie. So I pressed it and I wrote an, an email and, you know, Dr. Bernie remembered my dad and, um, and, and the foreword is just incredible and talk about miraculous, right? So I think, yes, I'm the mouthpiece for the book, but I think, I'm not the only person that wrote it. I think it's just a book that it's time has come. You know, you might have heard this, that all human beings share three common fears. And one is the fear of being alone. One is the fear of failure. And the other is the fear of dying. I mean, they're so prevalent. That's why so many of your listeners want to hear more about life after death, because the fear is so real. But I believe that when we can embrace and believe that we don't die, our loved ones that are past are still around us. I believe that to my core. So there's no chance of being alone. We're never alone. We just may not be able to see them. There is no chance that we can ever fail because anything we experience while we're living here on earth, it's used for education for us, education for our soul. So you might call it failure, but of course, you know, 
Thomas Edison failed over a thousand times inventing the light bulb. Is he a failure? No way. And then the fear of dying, we don't die. You know, our bodies will disappear. We will certainly go through a, a mourning, a grieving process. It's very difficult to lose a loved one. But to know that you, Mel, me, Sandra, you, whoever our listener is listening here tonight, um, that you go on, your personality, you will go on. I mean, it's an amazing way to live to be able to um, – I think we always have fears, but to be able to justify them and realize that we can live past our comfort zone, experience more, and really have an enriched life because of it. In chronological order, I'm always amazed speaking with people who, for example, like you, a, a successful businesswoman, chef, you have your, have had your own business for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with me. I used to be in the business world. All of a sudden, we convert into this area, the non-physical reality, even I forgot who said that. It was Tesla who said that when science starts studying the non-physical reality, we'll advance much, much faster than we do now. When all these things converge, I want to know in chronological order, what led you to this belief now? What happened along the way that made you a believer? Because this is so difficult to prove. Yes, exactly. And I think the best way is, like you say, in chronological order. And you, very much like me, I think we're the, you're the perfect person to have your show. And I'm the perfect person to have this book because, you know, we're looking at things from the skeptical's point of view. Um, like, I couldn't possibly believe this was real, yet that fear was so deep that I secretly started exploring Um, Is there anything to be fearful of? And naturally, the first place that I started was with my own religion. And I don't want to say I'm overly religious. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I grew up Catholic. But just to have faith was not enough to calm the fears. Mentally, yeah, I should have been able to, but I didn't. So then I went on to study other major world religions. And again, most religions believe in life after death. So comforting to an extent, but yet again, not good enough. Um, It was the first time I started realizing the world of Buddhism. And the um, there's a great book called The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. And the author brought up this whole point of reincarnation. And you know, Mel, I really liked that. I thought, you know, you see these children that may only live a couple years, couple months, like, is that their only chance in this lifetime? You know, it doesn't make sense. So, I started um, reading some books on reincarnation, and there's a doctor named Ian Stevenson who's deceased now, but he had studied and documented over 3,000 cases of children who had memories of being human beings, um, you know, prior, prior, prior incarnations, and would tell their stories of who they said they were, and these people actually existed. So all of a sudden, I started thinking, Wow, there's there's something in this life after death realm. And again, very secretly I did this because you know, I pretended to still be bashing people that went to psychics and mediums and you know, I don't believe in any of that. Well, I you had said in the beginning that I cook for race car teams as a job and one of the events I had the radio playing in the background and all of a sudden like I would hear a song in my mind 
And then it came on the radio. Well, skeptical Sandra said, well, the DJ must have said the name of the song. Well, I paid attention to this. And over the course of maybe the week that I was there, things like that kept happening. Um, I had met a woman who was helping me cook at this particular race. And she told me she had been adopted. And she said to me, um, I forgot what she had cooked, some really delicious fish recipe with some different spices that I'm not aware of and things. And I, and then she said her mom taught her how to make this recipe. And I said, oh, which, which mother taught you? Was it, you know, Mary or was it Sue? And she looked at me and so did the other woman that was in the kitchen. And she said, Sandra, I never told you their names. And Mel, they, they were both deceased. And I'm thinking, well, how, how, I mean, you know, for me, who is trying to justify that that stuff isn't possible to start having these experiences. And I started, um, there's somebody had given me a deck of what's called angel cards by Doreen Virtue is her name. Um, and each card, you can shuffle the deck and you can pull out an inspirational card. And my my skeptical mind thought, well, this is a nice gimmick because, of course, you can always pull out a card and find some way to apply the cards to your life. Um, but eight out of the nine days after shuffling, I kept pulling the same card, you know, and that was at that race. Um, and the music card was the card that came out. And I started having these weird coincidences with the cards. So I wanted to do a little research on the author of these cards. And I looked and... Um, Dr. Doreen Virtue, she's a, even though that's her name, that is her legal, her real name that she's born with, uh, she was a psychologist and she is someone who, in her mind, had started hearing voices and getting these premonitions and she it's very funny when she tells the story because she says you know I used to prescribe medication to people that would hear voices so I was not going to tell anybody I'm now hearing voices but she got an image of herself uh in like a future carjacking and she blew it off that that's got to be just her imagination well sure enough that carjacking took place uh just as her mind had told her it would and she started really paying attention and so she went into the world of mediumship she went into the world of angels she she talks quite a bit about um, angels her website is angeltherapy.com uh, she talks about ascended masters and all these people that we can connect with in the hereafter and on her website and this is me back in 2005 there's an invite. Are you interested in mediumship? Come take my class on medium mentorship. Um, it was several thousand dollars, well more than I had. Um, but of course, I had the MasterCard. And I, I, I remember this moment of just thinking, you know, I, like I filled out the application, but do I press the send button? Do I actually sign up for this? And I thought, well, Sandra, you don't ever have to tell anybody. But if there is proof of life after death and what her claim was mel is that after attending my weekend you will somewhat be someone who can accurately tell the deceased people around others and everything in my mind was screaming scam can't be not possible but then she had a money-back guarantee and i thought it's worth checking out and so i flew very discreetly to spend a weekend in Laguna Beach, California with Doreen Virtue and about 20 other people. And can I tell you the story of what happened when I got there? Because this, this was the, the giant aha moment. I had, you know, 
I get very excited, Mel, so sometimes I don't shut up. So just feel like jumping in any time okay. or interrupting me. But that's... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.